Hey, welcome to John Law Pointcast. This is season one, episode one. Today we're going to have a special guest call in. His name is Mike, and he's down in South Carolina in the beautiful warm weather. He's going to call in and tell us a story about a gentleman by the name of Charles Ponzi. So I hope you're interested in Charles Ponzi. I know a little bit about him, but you're going to learn a lot. So without any further delay, let's welcome Mike. Hey, Mike, come on on. How you doing? Good, good, good. I understand that you are an expert, and you've got a story for us today about a guy named uh, Charles Ponzi. Well, you know, Charles Ponzi was uh, a little five-foot-two Italian guy from Italy. You have to understand, Italy in the late 1800s was a nation in decline, which is it's a tough thing for people in that time. Italy was... Uh, Italy was a great nation, a proud nation, and they, they should have been proud because for centuries, Italy was a leading nation. I mean, they were, it was a rich nation, rich in history, in, in literature, in art, in architecture, in literature, in military conquest, in colonialism. I mean, this was a great nation. And all of a sudden, the, the nation is now in decline. Their economy was in shambles. The people were still a proud people, you know. And 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 the and the, and the poor people, they they are trying to be. They're trying to keep their pride up. They they a lot of times they were talking about they were talking about themselves like well they were they were trying to. They were trying to be more important than they really were. Uh, you know, they would they would keep up their outside of their house, while the inside of you know, like the outside of their house, where the world could, you know, the the, the outside of their house they would have spectacular marble, while the inside of the house was falling apart. They might only have one or two uh, sets of clothes, but it would be the best sets of clothes that they had. So that when they walked outside, everybody would look at them as though they were, you know, still in, in uh, still important. Well, I've I've got some I've seen some uh, not to interrupt you, but I've seen some pictures of uh, Charles Ponzi, and I tell you, he was uh, dressed to the nines. He was something else in in comparison to somebody else. But he was born like in he was born like in 1882 in uh, Lugo, Italy. I never heard of that town, but. At that time, Italy was is, was going through tough economic times, and you know they people were not used to that in Italy. So you know, and a lot, and they were used to bragging, you know, and even his mother and father, you know, they were trying to keep up appearances, you know, all over Italy. Um, people would refer to themselves with titles of nobility. You know, Baron and Baroness, Duke and Duchess, um, Lord and Lady. You know, in Italy it was Don and Donna, and their parents used to refer to themselves as a Don, Don Ponzi, and Donna Ponzi, and and you know, and Charles Ponzi kept up those appearances. He liked it. It was inbred. It was part of his persona. And even though even though he didn't have any money, 
he kept that, he wanted that appearance. He wanted to be something he really wasn't. And like a lot of Italian immigrants, when they came to America, he tried to keep up that appearance. As a matter of fact, when he got to the United States, he tried to say that, well, I lost all my money gambling. Well, rumor has it, he didn't have any money. He didn't lose any money gambling. Yeah, he didn't from have what, any money. Right, because what I understand, he landed in the United States with $2.50 in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, rumor has it, he didn't even have $2.50. Rumor has it, he was penniless. You know, he'd like to say, well, I had all this money, but I lost it gambling. He really had no money. He landed, he landed on the shores and starving to death, penniless. But he had a nice suit of clothes. You know, and the style in those days was, you know, for the men to, to, to slick down their hair. He did have a little vial of olive oil. He was able to slick down his hair. And he did have a suit of clothes. So he was able to fast talk his way into a job. And he was able to look good. And he was able to fast talk himself as, as being something that he wasn't. But what he did do was he was a good reader. And one of the things that he read about was a guy by the name of Bill Miller. Good old honest Bill. Now, who Bill Miller was, Bill Miller was a Baptist minister. Baptist minister who was about to lose his church. The landlord, the landlord was gonna uh, foreclose on his church and kick him out. And he had no money to pay the rent. As a matter of fact, he had no money to even feed his family Sunday dinner. Good old Honest Bill. That was his nickname, Honest Bill. So Honest Bill got up on the, on the pulpit Sunday morning, and he had an idea. He said to his congregation, I had a vision last night. God came to me in a vision, and God said to me, I can save your church if your congregation wants to save this church. I have an investment opportunity in the stock market. If everybody in your congregation invests one dollar, I'll make sure everybody in your congregation gets a 520% return on their money. You can count on me. I am God. So where, where was this church? Was this in uh, Boston This church area? was in, uh, in New York. This was Honest Bill Miller. It was called the Franklin Syndicate. And good old Honest Bill gets a few people from church to because a dollar was a lot of money in those days. People were working for a dollar fifty a week. So a dollar was a powerful lot of money. People started investing a dollar. Now here was the trick. 
where Bill Miller made his money. And what what he told what what he told his congregation was this. This is how the pyramid scheme, Bill Miller invented the pyramid scheme. You give me a dollar and I'll give you a five percent return every single week. I mean a ten percent return every single week for the rest of your life. That's a five hundred and twenty percent return. But if you get another person to come in, I'll give you five percent of what they bring in. Ah, that's how the pyramid scheme started. He was the first one to get the pyramid scheme going. So, if I sign up John to join in my pyramid scheme, I'll take care of John. But if John gets Sue Stranger to sign in, I'll get a piece of John and a piece of Sue, and John gets a piece of Sue. Right? So there That's goes the pyramid. What Bill Miller started doing. Yeah, there goes the pyramid. So now Charles Ponzi takes a look at this and says, whoa, this is a pretty good deal. Now, Bill Miller was pretty smart, and he made a fortune. Of course, the whole thing came crashing down. Bill Miller went to jail and gets like 30 years in jail. But because Bill Miller was a Baptist minister, he goes to jail. This is all important news, important information you need to know. Because Bill Miller was a Baptist minister, he goes to jail. He starts preaching in jail. Oh, I'm, God said to me, and I'm so sorry, and God has forgiven me, and blah, blah, blah. He gets out of jail in two and a half years. Bear in mind, jail in those days was not like jail today. Jail was no picnic. You're on a dirt floor. You got a ball and chain hooked to your uh, ankle. And I mean, like with solid steel, a big steel bracelet cutting into your ankle, eating bread and water and slop, right? No Xbox, no TV. <coughs> you know, jail was tough. So he gets out in two years for good behavior and for teaching morals in jail. So now Charles Mar uh, Ponzi learns all of this. He works his way into a job at a bank, an Italian bank up in Canada. He starts talking to the guy in charge of the Italian bank in Canada. The Italian bank in Canada is working with Italian immigrants. He just starts talking to the guy in charge of the Italian bank. Yeah, he that, look. that was, uh, his name was uh, Luigi Louis Zerossi. Well, whatever his name was. Yeah, it was Luigi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He starts talking to the guy at the Italian bank in Canada. He says, look, everybody else is paying 5%. Why don't we pay 10%? He says, we'll lose money. He says, don't worry about it. He says, pay everybody 10%, and we'll get so many people in, we'll be able to keep paying. And watch this. 
tell every Italian out there that if you get another Italian to sign up, we'll give them an extra bonus. So now, not only is he paying every Italian 10%, all the Italians that are getting 10% are running around recruiting other Italians. There's like a line of people trying to come in the door. This Italian bank is making a fortune. Now, all of a sudden, there's like some hard times. And there's like a run on the bank. And the, all the Italians are standing there saying, hey, where's my money, huh? The, the president of the bank opens a safe, takes all the money, and he skips town. Charles Ponzi runs to the bank to get his cash. The safe is empty. He says, what the fuck? He grabs a blank check, grabs a blank check, writes himself a check, goes to another bank, tries to get it cashed. I forget what the amount of the check was, but it was pretty sizable. I know that it was roughly... Uh, I know for a fact, I did some research. Let's say it was 500 bucks, right? Actually, it was 400. It was a sizable check in those days. It was $423. You're very close. Okay. It was a sizable check for those days. So the, the, the other guy, because of the amount of the check, he's trying to get a hold of the uh, president of the Italian bank to verify their signature. There's a little bit of a delay. So finally... In comes the Canadian authorities, the bank examiners. Charles Fonzie gets arrested. In the jail he goes. He gets another 20 years in jail. What does he learn from Honest Bill? Honest Bill taught him, because jail in those days is not a very fun place to be. Ball and chain on the ankle. Slop for supper. Bread and water. Dirt floors. It's not a fun place to be in jail in those days. So what does Charles Ponzi learn from Honest Bill? You got to get out of there early. So Charles Ponzi, instead of uh, preaching morals, high morals, he does the opposite. He starts to teaching everybody how to get rich quick schemes. All the other prisoners start to like him. All the guards start to like him. As a matter of fact, he starts having lunch with the warden, <laughs> teaching everybody how to get rich quick. He's out of jail in two and a half years because <laughs> everybody loves him. He's the fastest talker in jail. Everybody loves Charles Ponzi. So now he gets out of jail. Now he's got to find a way to make some money. Sure enough, he lands this gig with postage stamps. He only does this for like seven or eight or nine months. He makes a fortune. He buys a mansion. He buys a big royal, he buys like a Rolls Royce car. He's living high off the hog. Sure enough, he gets caught. And once again, goes to jail. Once again, gets out of jail early. Good old Charles Ponzi, five foot two Italian guy. And I'll tell you something, he was a f smooth talking, fast walking. Uh, he, is, he, was, he made himself a fortune everywhere he went. After he left, after he left uh, jail this time, he goes to South America, runs a bunch of different scams down there, 
finally ran out of steam, turns into an old guy. He finally died in poverty. But he lived a fast life, died a lonely man. Well, yeah, and I, I know that he he pulled a stunt in Massachusetts twice. He was in Florida. He went back to Italy and did it in Italy also. Constantly winning and losing, winning and losing and spending time in jail and getting himself out of jail, just the way you said. He was scheming in the jail to get out. And uh, an amazing character. You know, he, uh, he eventually died. Women, uh, put women to sleep, put, yeah. put wardens to sleep, put banks to sleep, put uh, investors to sleep. And let me tell you something. He didn't just put average uh, Joe six-packs to sleep. He put Wall Street brokers to sleep. He put bank presidents to sleep. He put wooden prisons, uh, prisoners, uh, wooden, uh, the wardens of, of prisons to sleep. He put lawmen to sleep. He put rich women to sleep. He put everybody to sleep. He was as, he was a fast-walking, smooth-talking, I mean, and he came from nowhere. He came from a poor family, landed on these shores without a penny in his pocket. Yeah, and, you know, and the sad part about it was, well, a lot of people lost a lot of money to begin with. And secondly, he, you know, he died in poverty. And he, he, his last job that he had, from what I know, was working as a translator. But then his health and Yeah, but you know something? He lived a fast life. He died in poverty as an old man. But let me tell you something. He had fun. He had fun. He had a lot of laughs. He made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. Made a lot of money, lost a lot of money. Traveled the world. Traveled the world. And a lot of women had, had girls on both arms. I mean, you know, this guy was everywhere. Now, wasn't isn't there a, a movie out or something that's named the Ponzi Scheme? Is there something? I don't like know, that? but if you, if you ever see that movie, catch me if you can. No, I haven't. Uh, it was with um, who was the guy in the Titanic? Oh, remember that movie Titanic? Yes, yes, I do. What was the star of that movie? The guy. I can't think of his name offhand. I know you know the mean. blonde kid. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, he was he was in Catch Me If You Can, and he was like an imitator. He made believe he was a an airline pilot. He made believe he was a doctor. Made believe he was a lawyer, and he got away with it. And it was based on a true story. Well, that kind of reminds me of what Charles Ponzi did. Was that? I uh, mean, he was not the uh, was that the Leonardo DiCaprio? That's him. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a great movie, and he finally got caught. You know, and and at the end, he went to work for the FBI. You know, but I mean, that was a great movie. And, you know, he got caught and he went to jail. But, I mean, it was, you know, he had an exciting life. And this this guy, Charles Ponzi, had an exciting life. You know, if you look, look at it and you say, oh, the poor bastard, he died in poverty. The guy lived. He lived a life of excitement, a life of adventure. I mean, he traveled the world. You know, he he lived on the edge. So how did you get involved with 
wanting to study this guy and learn all about him. He, he must have caught your I, eye I for some reason. I, I didn't. I didn't. You, you said, who would you talk about? I said, I don't know. Well, pick a name. I said, uh, Charles Ponzi. <laughs> you knew about Charles Ponzi. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is all just stuck in your head. I just, you know, you just yeah. said, who? Yeah. And, the, <laughs> and that's why and that's why I said in the beginning in the in the, when I, the credits he's a walking google. Now, just just give him the information and he'll come up with something. And he's, all yeah, this is I mean, you know it's nothing that I'm I don't want to read it, you know, I I probably should have done something on Bill Miller. Bill Miller was much was he was pretty exciting too. Well, maybe we'll uh, make that a part two down the road. What do you say about that? Well, I already did Bill Miller just now. Okay, well, maybe we can get a little <laughs> more deeper into him. Because there's a, cl- yeah. a host of characters that he was involved in that I did a little bit oh, of yeah. studying before, you know, we got on the air here. And uh, you could write a story about all of them. You know, they were all working together. So, that was really good. Ponzi, he studied these people. That's how he come up. He didn't invent this thing. Bill Miller was the guy who invented, you know, all of these things like Mary Kay and all of these pyramid schemes. They all came up from this guy, Bill Miller. You know, Amway. It all came up from Bill Miller. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, with that being said, Mike, uh, we really appreciate you being on the show today. And uh, I guess when we get a chance, we'll talk again and, and uh, find another character or study something else. How about that? All right. Maybe we'll have a Q&A or something like that, have people call in and ask you questions to see if you really are Mr. Google. I can't believe I got Cadillac 23 right. <laughs> I can't believe it either. Well, that's all the time we're going to have for today, so we'll be looking forward to our next podcast with Mike. Mike, thank you so much for coming in. You take care of yourself, and we'll talk to you soon, and looking forward to the next time around. Have a good day. Bye-bye. I'll see you. <laughs> Bye.